welcome to episode 43 of the Bike Pack Canada podcast with yours truly, Ryan Corey. News of the week are Apodura bags. Uh, they'll be in stock early next week. Uh, they are just in the process of being cleared by uh, customs, which is always a fun process. Uh, also coming down the pipeline, uh, we have version two of the K-Lite uh, Bike Packer Pro Lights. They are set to arrive January 19th. Uh, we're only able to get our hands on uh, five of the new lights, so I'd recommend anyone that wants uh, uh, wants to get one before the spring to email me uh, ASAP at uh, info at bikepack.ca, and uh, we'll set those lights aside for you. Uh, just a quick kudos to a group. Uh, there's a group headed out to Elk Island Provincial Park for a winter overnighter um, this weekend. Uh, Dean Anderson, who we've had on the podcast before. Looks like there's a couple other riders uh, around the Edmonton area. Um, looks like the temperatures have warmed up for them. And uh, yeah, just always fun to see uh, these new friendships being formed and uh new overnighters starting that aren't necessarily um you know the creation of bike pack canada or from from our hands but from from the community's hands so have fun out there gang uh tomorrow sarah and i are headed to san francisco i have a talk uh, down there for a pharmaceutical company um the talk's been up in the air for a few weeks uh due to my health but uh, happy to report that the last few days things have seem to round a corner for for the better and uh just i i, I want to say thank you to everyone that's reached out by email that listens to the podcast and uh you know comments and uh you know has wished me well uh, it means a lot uh, that you guys think to send those messages so yeah things seem, seem to be on the up and up my uh, chat today is with Nathan, uh, co-organizer of the Lost Elephant Bikepacking event, uh, formerly known as the Kootenai Gravel Grinder. Uh, their crew are uh, started to making are starting to make a more concerted push to grow the community, and uh, I definitely want to embrace that. Uh, as you'll hear in the talk, the routes uh, that they've historically used are a little. Um, I'm not sure what the word I want to use, beefier, maybe more challenging uh, than the other three events in the, the bikepacking Triple Crown. Uh, not necessarily uh, well, longer. Well, I think it's probably some of the shortest riding. Uh, maybe this year might be be different, but the, 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 the train they cover is definitely uh, quite a bit more challenging. And uh, if things keep on up and up, uh, maybe maybe we'll look no longer as as this being sort of a three event main series, but uh, maybe we'll call it something like the Quad Monster and uh, really embrace the the Kootenai region because um, I, I definitely think it adds a different flavor to the mix. Okay, uh, last note, uh, just a quick correction that uh, 2018 will be year four of the event. Uh, I believe in the talk it's referenced as year five. Um, all right, here we go. Enjoy our chat. Well, we have the BC Epic, we have the Hurt and Alberta, and the Alberta Rocky 700. These, you know, three events that mm-hmm. are 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 quite well known, and you know, in particular, yeah. in particular, the BC Epic. You know, I think last I heard they had something like, uh, I think he's like at 40, yeah, 40 50. Yeah, over fifty people, right? It's over fifty. Yeah, yeah. I'm planning on doing that one this year too. So, so I'm super curious to kind of get the word out. Well, to learn about your event, and get the word out because you know having scouted um, more the the rocky side of, of your route, uh, not so much the Purcell side. Um, I actually think that your route, 
well, on that side anyways, uh, includes some of the more hairier terrain um, or more, yeah, definitely. more challenging yeah. terrain. And uh, I think, you know, definitely yeah. the, the community should know about it. So, um, yeah, so it would be a good learning experience for me too because I, I don't, yeah. know, I don't yeah, know, know much about uh, how things have gone the last few years. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's good because actually it's, it's, it's interesting stories for sure of like one of the – like not last year, but 2016, there was only one person there for the grand depart. <laughs> so it wasn't all that grand and he felt a little bit bummed, obviously. So my, my, my understanding is that, um, I, 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 I knew Brad Fuller. Um, I had some brief run-ins with him, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Kimberly Ryder, this would have been, geez, uh, almost maybe 10 years ago plus and he hadn't okay. done, he hadn't mm-hmm. done he hadn't done the tour divide race but as i understand it and correct me if i'm wrong but the kootenai gravel grinder um it stems out of sort of honoring his legacy is that right yeah yeah for sure um i think that him and one of the local riders here had done some pretty good size like multi-day rides together and just rode together and so this, obviously, the idea of a sort of Grand Depart style ride had come from that. And um, and then, yeah, as I don't know, if, I'm, I'm pretty sure you know, but he passed away in an avalanche accident. Um, and so that, I guess, was probably the impetus to sort of give this event a bit of a kick in the butt to get started. Um, and so, like, on the first few, everyone was running Live Life to the Fuller uh, stickers and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, so there's definitely his heart and soul in this, like definitely, um, inspired by those chats that he had had, um, about getting this going. So yeah, he's, he's definitely a part of it. And in fact, his bike rode it last year. So Uh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, well, he, he was from Kimberly. Where, where are you based? Yeah, we're in Cranbrook, which, as much as we like to rib each other, I think I think Cranbrook and Kimberly get along pretty well. We're about twenty-seven kilometers apart, and yeah, so the uh, Grand Parts from Cranbrook it always has been that being because the guy who really threw his um, heart and soul into getting it going in the first few years, uh, James McKee, he's from here, so yeah, it just sort of made sense. Um, it's also a good staging area um, with the, with, well, now with the Chief Isidore Trail ending in Cranbrook as well as the Kimberly Rails Trail, Cranbrook Kimberly Rails Trails running between the two. It's got a good start and a good ending to do it out of Cranbrook. And, uh, okay, so James, is is he no longer, I don't know, I, I, again, I say yeah. involved with air yeah. quotes? <laughs> no. Yeah, he's he's definitely involved. Uh he he took part last year. He's there for the grand part. Um he's in super influential and huge part of the, com- the cycling community here. So yeah. Um he's yeah, as involved as you'd want to say <laughs> as as you mentioned, not everyone wants to have the word organizer thrown around and I'd say he's probably number 1 on that list to not have the word organizer thrown around. So yeah. <laughs> He owns a bike shop in town, doesn't he? Or he used to? Yes. Well, he did. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So now he's just, that bike shop shuttered up and 
Um, yeah, so now he's working stiff like the rest of us and just rides his bike as much as he can. Gotcha. So, okay, so yeah. we, when was the, the first year of the Kootenai Gravel Grinder? Okay, so uh, I want to say 2014, and if James or Eric or Andrew want to yell at me for that one, they certainly can. But I'd say 2014. It, this this will be its fifth riding. Wow. So technically, it, it, as far as you know, the, the, the community as I know it, um, and any, anyone out there can correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, with the other three events, yours or the Kootenai Gravel Grinder would be the first bikepacking event in Western Canada, <laughs> possibly in all of Canada. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Um, again, someone can yell at us if they want to for sure on that one because I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to say that one with too much authority or anything. But yeah, I guess so. Um, it's it it's been very local. Let's say I I think the first few there hasn't. It's been like you know Fernie, Kimberly, Cranbrook people only. Um, there was some interest last year from some from further afield. However, the um, there's a whole bunch of forest fire stuff going on, and I think a lot of people backed out for certain reasons. Um, and so, yeah, I, again, I don't think there's anyone further afield than Fernie last year, off the top of my head, with with the lion's share being from Cranbrook. Yeah. And I'm, I remember there was a video. I remember seeing a news clip. I, I'm not sure if it was on the first or second yeah. second running, but yeah. you you guys played around with a lot of different formats. Not only the route, but you had a supported ride too at one point, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing is, um, you know, there's the classic bike packing rules, but um, as the cycling community in Cranbrook is, we sort of like to play it fast and loose with rules. Um, and yeah, a lot of people were just sort of unsure about, you know, doing it as this super kill yourself race for the finish line thing. So there was a group that, yeah, they had a guy, um, they had Ryan Hamilton driving ahead and setting up camp, having food, having cold beer, which was just such an awesome way. Like I wasn't able to do it that year. I was so bummed because it just seemed like such an awesome way to do it to sort of see if this is something you're into. Um, and even last year, a group of us, about five of us, rode the thing pretty much together. We split apart here and there um, like for all sorts of different reasons. And a lot of us broke the rules of, you know, leaving the, the route at certain points and coming back at other points because of, like, I had to go into infamy because I had to get a new tire. Um, another guy ripped a shoe so he didn't go up over Brewer Pass because he knew it was all hiking. Um, but, you know, then we would just meet back up and keep riding. So for me, that was awesome because it was my first foray into this style of riding. And now, this year, I'm really excited to jump into things like the BC Epic and this one again and see how well I can do. Because I, I know I'm not a contender for the win. So when you're at that stage, it's sort of like, if you're not a contender for the win, you can sort of do what you want in a way. <laughs> as long as long as you feel good about yourself at the end of the ride, that's all that really matters is the way you're looking at it. Yeah. So, so yeah. For, for for those that uh, aren't familiar with with the the 
Cranbrook and Kootenai region. Um, you know, d- describe how the, the route has evolved and, you know, some characteristics of, of the route. Okay. Well, it used to go, it used to be completely different for the first two years, uh, first three years. Yeah, for three years, I guess. Well, it would go up and over again. Um, I didn't ride it, so I might get yelled at from some people, but up and over Wild Horse Pass and then worked its way over to Fernie and then back. So that's pretty rugged. Um, adventurous riding in there, um, some pretty monster climbs. Um, and then it hooked up with the, the Tour Divide route um, down to the Flathead, crossed the highway over by Roosel, which is the border crossing that the Tour Divide guys would take. Uh, and then it works its way, worked its way back on some um, pretty boring uh, like access roads back to Cranbrook. So that was, it was in the, around the 500 K loop. So they did that. And I guess through talks, they just wanted to highlight the area more, um, with sort of more exciting stuff, more, more adventurous. Last year, there was quite a bit of hike a bike involved and it changed entirely. Like we're not going anywhere near Fernie. Um, so last year and this year are going to be the same, virtually the same route with just a little couple tweaks. Um, there's you actually at the highest point is looking down into panorama ski hill and you do a thousand meter descent on single track that ends up putting you right actually at the panorama bike park so you'll be riding down fully loaded right next to the guys who are lift access bike parking it um and so that's sort of fun and sort of weird and wacky and crazy in its way um there's a ton of massive um, rivers for camping right on that are like these beautiful spots. Um, Lots of, I'd say the majority of it is, you know, traditional accent, like forestry and fire roads. Um, But it gets hairy. There's quite a few hike bikes. Um, There's quite a few sort of loose, rugged downhills. Um, and then you actually pass by right by Lucier Hot Springs, which is a natural hot spring. So if you feel so inclined, you can, like, it's not even off route. It's right there. You just hop in, rest your weary bones for a moment in there if you want. Um, and then you go up and over Wild Horse Pass, which is um, historically the first pass you'd go over on the old route. Now it's the last pass you go over. That pops you out into Fort Steele area, which is like a historical sort of ghost town that's been revitalized. Uh, and then you ride along the Kootenai River, which puts you close to the Chief Isidore Trail, which is this beautiful 42-kilometer reclaimed railway. But within that, there's also a 17-kilometer section of, like, enhanced single track. So that being crushed gravel and about, you know, 60 centimeters wide, so nice and wide, fast, fast single track, and that takes you back to Cranbrook. So, so it's a really great ender. Yeah. <laughs> so I, as I as I mentioned, I, I I'm not too familiar with the Purcell side of things. I I just the way you described the the panorama. Uh, dropping into the the ski hill area there. I th- I, I'm assuming I've I've probably seen some of those trails on um, Trans Rockies. 
Uh, I know the first year I did it in 2009, we start, did we start in Panorama? Yeah, I think we started in Panorama and you went right up the ski hill. Um, yeah, did you go over Brewer Pass? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't remember, uh, honestly, but, uh, yeah, once you get to the, you know, get over the, the trench there to the other side, um, that, that wild horse pass up at, uh, top of the world provincial park, that, that's no walk in the park. Like that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty challenging. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's funny because to be completely honest, that's, uh, so there's, um, out of Brewer, Brewer Pass, which is the one that takes you into Panorama, and then after it, there's another just monster climb. As far as climbing goes, those two are the the ones that are just really going to kick you right in the guts. But um, so Top of the World or Wild Horse Pass, it's not the most arduous of climbs, but yeah, it gets a little bit technical up there. Um, like no. Like, you even have to be a skilled ATV rider to get over that. Like, no vehicles are going over that pass. No vehicles are going over a lot of these passes, actually, because, yeah, they, they just peter out and just become horse trails a few times. So, so yeah, like, you'll have to be willing to push your bike on this one. There's, there's no way around it. Um, one of the riders had done the Tour Divide in, in a good, like, it was Ryan Hamilton. He did it in, like, nine. 18 days, 19 days. Again, he can yell at me when I get that one wrong. So I hold him in high regard because I figure if you can do the tour divide in under 20, then you're superhuman or something. But um, so on this ride a few times, it came out of his mouth that this was getting pretty adventurous. So (laughs) when he said that, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this is (laughs) good to know. It's the 500 kilometers doesn't look all that scary. But it's it's a mean 500 kilometers. Yeah, well, the the original uh, route where you you went through Fernie and um, you know you tackled some of the I think some of the flathead. I'm trying to remember like some of the yeah. some of some yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. some of those big climbs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that that route I, I can't remember how much I included or deviated, but it is one of the routes in my guidebook coming out in. Um, the spring here and i believe i rated it almost as is probably one of the most difficult of the whole book mm-hmm. so so again you know for for these riders that um have been doing say more so the more well-known events the 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 three out our way um yeah you know if you're looking for that next challenge i think definitely the the kootenai gravel grinder well you're, you're calling it you've changed the name it's right the lost elephant now um, yeah, so it's funny because I just launched the website yesterday. So what day? Thursday. And, um, it went nuts sort of in my mind, at least I was expecting to just put the website up there, be quiet, change the two images on the Facebook and wait for Facebook to allow us. You have to like a, go through an approval process to actually get the name changed. So we're still waiting on that. But then like all of a sudden everyone was like going crazy and signing up. Not everyone, we still don't have those, but like, felt like yesterday I was just answering questions about it. Um, and you like called and all this stuff just sort of happened. Like, oh crap, like the name hasn't even officially been changed on Facebook yet. But yeah, so it's called the Lost Elephant Ultra Race now um, because we just felt that Gravel Grinder was a little misleading. 
in that if you show your RLT, you're going to not finish this ride, right? Like you're not going to do this ride on a gravel bike. What the industry is saying is a gravel bike now. So we sort of wanted to drop that whole name. Um, as you, as like been going for five years, the, the name gravel grinding didn't have the meaning that it does now. And so we, we need to distance ourselves from that because yeah, again, you need a mountain bike for this one. Like even a, a guy on a salsa Fargo was feeling, um, under God. Yeah. So, well, you're, yeah. Uh, you're still going to get those people that ask if they can do it on a cyclocross bike. And, you know, I've even seen yeah. it with tour divide riders and I, I say, why do why do you want to put yourself through that hell? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is there, there's actually a couple really good downhills that are loose, big rocks. And I, it's, it's not so much the person's body that I'm worried about. I truly think that a cyclocross bike would get beat up pretty hard on a couple of these descents. Oh. <laughs> and it wouldn't, it wouldn't give you any advantage. Let's <laughs> put it that way. The, the advantage you get on the flats isn't going to, the gravel isn't going to come through. So the, in all previous years, I, I've really gotten the sense that you, you know, I'm assuming it was James you kind of put it out there that there was a soft start date. There was never really a a big push to get a big group of people out. Yeah. Is, you know, with, with with the, the new website, new name and you sort of taking the reins a bit is, is the sentiment changing where you, you want to develop more of a community? Yeah. Yeah. Even the guys who weren't super like sold on the idea of a grand depart, are all now like, no, that's fun. Having the grand depart is fun. Like, and it just, it's not the same event if, unless it has a grand depart. Um, so I think again, our cycling community is pretty loose and we like it that way. Right. Um, try not to have too many rules imposed on people on how they can ride and what they can ride and all that kind of stuff. So I think that was just the natural thing for our community to be like oh whatever ride it when you want you know take a truck if you want <laughs> all that kind of stuff as we discussed earlier and but now it's more like having the grand depart having the track leaders it just makes it that much more enjoyable for everyone involved um like last year a lot of guys didn't have track leaders and for their own reasons whatever and that's great like we're not saying you can't do this without a spot or you can't do this unless you go to the grand depart because Clearly, you can ride anywhere you want, whenever you want. But we're just encouraging it. We're encouraging that that community aspect of, hey, we're all starting at 7 a.m. because we're not going to see each other at the end because we're all going to come in at different times. So let's at least see each other that time. Um, We have, like, the night before, we all went out to one of the cafes here and chatted and just got to know each other. Like we knew most of us knew each other, but there was a couple of guys that came that we never met or other guys don't, you don't ride with often. So it's just, it just adds so much to it. And sorry for using the word guys so much. Cause we do have women too. <laughs> I'll use guys across the board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm guilty of it too. Don't worry. Yeah. So uh, I didn't immediately see it and it might be on the site, but when is the, the grand apart? 
Uh, July 21st. Actually, you're the second person to do that, so I'll make it a little more prominent on Facebook. Um, it's July 21st, 7 a.m. Okay, and I noticed that there's two distances. Yeah. You have the, was it the Dumbo and yeah. the Jumbo? Yeah, that, that was, um, that was, that, that was another idea is that the it, Dumbo, it's not easy, not easy, right? Like, you know, you go out and ride your bike all day with camping gear and eating whatever you can scrounge. Nothing's easy, obviously, but it's, yeah, it's significantly shorter. Um, off the top of my head, I can't actually remember right now. It's 300 kilometers, give or take, um, with like 4,000 meters of climbing. So that's, yeah, so we got it at 287 kilometers with 4,000 meters of climbing for the Dumbo. And the Jumbo is 507 with 10,000 meters of climbing. So... And uh, so are you kind of the de facto go-to guy to, you know, if you have questions? Um, if you... The best way for, would be to Facebook. Really. Um, so if you was moderating on it, um, we'll try and <laughs> let you know who you're talking to. But, yeah, the best way would be to Facebook. Um, just that way it sort of spreads the load a bit. Um, but, yeah, there's... And then also just there's contact forms for any questions you want on the website, which is just lostelephant.ca. Yeah, I, I know it opens up a bit of a can of worms as soon as you associate someone's email um, no. on, on the well, site. That, yeah, the, the email on the site goes straight to me. So <laughs> so, so if you don't harass me specifically, do that way. But yeah, um, yeah, we didn't really put phone numbers out there, anything like that. Because, yeah, but uh, yeah, super excited. I think that the cool thing for that we've been sort of discussing amongst ourselves is what we do offer to the rides around here, as you're saying, the BC Epic, the um, the AR700 and the Hurt and Alberta. Um, because within our group of riders, there's been some. All those rides have been tackled by our group of riders in one way or another. And so, yeah, so we're not just sort of throwing just another same old, same old out there. I think we have quite a big difference to what, what we're offering for sure. Yeah, definitely. I can, I can attest to that. And I, is, is there anything else? Um, so, so we covered kind of the, the history of the events, uh, the terrain, um, you know who's well, who's who's behind the scenes. Is there any other details yeah. you want to get out there? There's, there's a, a the funny one from last year's. We had 13 at the Grand Depart, and actually only one person finished it legitimately, um, and he did it in like which is two sleeps. So I think 63 hours was his time. It's Eric Ross, so he's also done the BC Epic. He's going to be he signed up for the Epic and the Buckshot this year. He's done the AR 700. Um, so that was sort of that was a funny one to us that, you know, people just kept like dropping like flies on it last year in a way. Uh, whether like for me, the, my first reason was I sliced a tie and couldn't trail side repair to go get a new one. Um, and then I was watching the guys on track leaders, and I just went and joined where they were instead of going back where I left. 
So now I'm officially out. Um, a couple got people were like, Oh, I'm just done. I'm not going to do that next pass. I know a shorter way around it. So they, they're out type thing. Um, but at the same time, it was such a great time. Uh, our group camped to, I camped with the whole group two out of three nights and I camped with another guy on the third night. So, um, that was great. Um, but if you want to do it like the true proper way, like that's what Eric did. And that's probably why he won is he just had his own pace and went for it. Um, so that the community aspect of it's pretty huge. No one's going to make fun of you or call you out for cheating unless you claim that you won. But, um, that's, yeah, we're again, pretty, pretty chill around here. And, you know, there's nothing but your pride on the line. So, well, uh, Nathan, on the community side, I, I, I have to admit, like, I, I feel like there's, you know, this, this Cranbrook, Kimberly, you know, Southern BC community that I haven't really gotten to know. Like, I, I feel like I know all these other pockets from the other races and through folks coming to the, the bike pack summit. And I, I, I got excited when you, you put up the post about the new site and, um, kind of a refreshed, uh, energy and, I'm hoping that, uh, yeah, 2018 is the year that, um, well, I get to know you guys a bit more and, you know, our, our, our greater community gets to know your, your region better and hopefully ultimately, uh, getting a bunch of you guys out to the, the summit and, uh, yeah, just expanding yeah, yeah. on that community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. I, there was talk, I know Ryan and Eric were planning on going to the summit last year. I don't know what happened there, but yeah, there was, that was definitely, being chatted about on our Thursday night group rides. So, yeah, we, and like, yeah, we've got Chip from Hood River and then Leonard, um, BC Epic Leonard on the start list now already. So that's sort of exciting to see these further afield guys who, you know, have, have a bit of a name within our, within this funny bike packing community sort of put a name in there too yeah so. well the, the the best part of it is there's like only a couple hundred of us so you you, you become yeah, a exactly. you, you become a name very quickly <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah so um, well yeah when you reached out i'm like why do i recognize that name oh yeah i read his book a couple years ago <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it's one of those one of those things that everything's a pretty small circle i think yeah. so Awesome. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll let you get back to your, your Friday here, but uh, yeah, it's okay, been, cool. been great to chat and, and thanks for filling us in. And uh, like I said, I, I, I uh, if, if I don't end up riding it, I, I would at least like to try to show up to the start if it doesn't um, conflict with any other events uh, going on. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Cheer you guys on. Cool. All right, Nathan, cool. we'll uh, chat again right. soon. Okay. Thanks so much. Okay. Yeah. Bye now. Bye.